Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. This is Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Tuesday! I certainly hope you had a great Monday, and I hope today is even better if it can be. And also, I sincerely hope that you are envisioning just how adorable tapioca looks right now, sleeping on a little bag of fluff under my desk. It is literally the cutest thing, and I am so very sorry that this is an audio medium and not a visual one, so you just have to pretend that you can see her, but I assure you it is well worth closing your eyes and just pretending you can see her for a minute. (sighs) She's just so dang cute. I don't know what else to say about it. She's a fantastic co-host. I mean, she provides great sound effects for the background, like random crashing and crinkling and the occasional merp, you know, but... I think the best thing she can do as a co-host is peacefully sleep and distract me because I just want to cuddle up with her, but I can't because I have to record a podcast because it's our job. Tapioca. Ah, don't worry. She is doing her job, and I think she's protecting the plug-in to make sure my computer stays plugged in and that it doesn't die on air because I have had that happen a few times where I'm recording and then my laptop dies, and then I lose what I recorded, and it's very sad. So I think Tapioca is just trying to save me from that fate. So really, I think she is doing the best co-hosting job she ever could. But, you know, enough about me and Tapioca, even though I just love her and I wish I could spend all of my episodes talking about her, which I probably could, but maybe that might get a little stale after a while. Maybe after 30 episodes it'd be stale, I'm not sure. Hmm, 35, we'll say. But you know what, I gotta talk about other stuff here, so I will jump right into it, as those YouTube kids say, right guys, right? The YouTube kids say that. I'm hip with the lingo, don't worry. When I turned 19, I think I just instantly aged about 40 years. Or actually, when I was diagnosed with arthritis, that's when I aged. Well, whatever, here I am trying to relate with them kiddos, right? But, uh, hey, you know who can relate best with kiddos? Writing exercises. That's right. Who wants to write? Ah, man, the word write just has so many uses. Fantastic. Anyway, so back when I was in college, I know a whole three months ago, I was in a radio writing class. And in this class, we were tasked with basically writing a selection of little essays. And in my class, a radio essay was just a 30 second piece that could be read on air and really that's it. It just has to fit into a 30 second time block and it could be about literally anything. So we wrote a whole variety of them. So I have a couple with me that I'm going to be sharing just because I think they're nice and short, sweet to the point because they're meant to be. And also because I think that it's something that is a fun exercise if you're looking for something to do. Writing a little 30 second blurb about anything is quite fun. And I'll also share which techniques these developed from so that if you want to try them out, you can. A lot of these essays were warm-ups, so we were given a task and had to write about it in a 30-second time block. So for the first one, I had to write something based off of the sentence that my partner gave me, but you could just come up with some random sentence or have a friend write one for you, and then you could do this activity. So the sentence that I was given was, and well, have you ever seen something so full of splendor? So from there, I had to build up an entire beginning, and this is the piece I ended up with. It is entitled, A Beginning for an End, fittingly. Apparently, the Earth emits a noise that sounds like 80s synth-pop. This is only interesting to people who like synth-pop, and scientists, of course, and these two demographics don't always intersect. 
Although recently, scientists have seen an increase in 80s music in their Spotify playlists. Not surprisingly, since I've known scientists to be easily manipulated by the enticing wiles of Mother Earth and her call. Thankfully, it seems she's not alone in her love for the technical music of the 80s, as the rest of the heavenly bodies up there in the cosmos color themselves in such a way as to represent the aesthetic of the era. And, well, have you ever seen something so full of splendor? So there you have it. That was my beginning for an end, entitled Beginning for an End. I know I'm very creative when it comes to naming my pieces, but basically I wrote that because I got that sentence to end it with, and I was thinking about how earlier in the day my roommate had been having a conversation with me about how Earth makes a noise that sounds like 80s synth pop, and since she loves 80s synth pop, it was very exciting. And for some reason, I decided to turn that into a piece for my radio class. So... I don't know, really you can turn anything into a piece if you just try hard enough. Okay, so the next exercise we had to do is a little bit longer one, but I thought it was really fun. So for this one, it was a story. So we had 20 sentences to write. It was a 20 sentence story. And each sentence we were given, it was this sentence has to include a place or this sentence has to include a feeling or the atmosphere or the sentence has to have a statement or an exclamation or the statement has to use the word I in it. And we had 20 of these and then we had to take two characters that we had created previously and put them into a scene and write it in 20 sentences and each sentence had to fulfill that requirement. So this is the story that I had built. My two characters were a apocalyptic survivor named Orion and a little robot. I just called this warm-up story. So again, really creative with the names here. I have a track record of that. The desert sands pressed themselves up against the great wall of a destroyed buildings and debris that the bombs had left in place of a city. Despite being in a nuclear desert, Orion felt the chill of night's air on the back of his neck, accidentally left exposed to the blowing wind. Through the howling wind, his ears managed to pick up the sound of metal clanging against something nearby, an opportunity for more scavenged goods. Orion paused and turned to face the sound's direction. To his surprise, he found what seemed to be a small person, hunched over and collapsed against the dunes and debris. He raised a hand to wave a greeting. Hello there, he called, though his throat had been turned to sandpaper by the dust. The shape moved. However, a dim light coming from the center of the being made it known that it was not a human. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen any living thing, chirped a robotic voice, though its tone held much more feeling than any robot Orion had interacted with before. I'm so excited. How are you? Have you been protecting yourself from the nuclear sands? The robot began to make its way quickly over to Orion, its little metal feet struggling to make it through the sands that made up the ground beneath it. Light from the setting sun bounced off the scratched metal body of the little armless robot as it bounded towards Orion. The screen that displayed its eye was a glowing beacon of friendliness. Once the robot had made its way to Orion, its eyes squinted in such a way that made it seem to be smiling, and it shifted to produce an arm from out of its body that placed a small green rock in Orion's hand. I found this in the sand. Take it as a green beacon of hope in the wastelands. Thanks. The robot retracted its arm without warning and began to climb up Orion using its legs, perching on his shoulder as if using him as a chair. Orion was beyond confused with this little bot. What do you think you're doing? He asked, his tone harsher than he really meant it. The robot made a little beeping tune before responding. We're friends now, so I don't want to get left behind when you walk faster than me. You know, like an art kid in a math class. Baffled, Orion moved away just to accept the little bot's nonsense. It was nice to have a little companion anyway, so he patted the bot on its head and earned a cheery beeping tune in response. All right, well, I suppose we can travel together then. What should I call you? The bot paused for a moment, swinging its metal legs as it processed before responding. When I worked at a Chicago hospital during the COVID-19 pandemic, I was called CO-19DL. 
Orion nodded knowingly, remembering the pandemic as a war veteran remembers their service. Let's not reminisce on such things, Orion hoarsely whispered out before clearing his throat. We've got better things to think about now. Like a real name for you. And there it ends, my wonderfully coherent 20-sentence story that was used as a warm-up. Now, you can maybe pick out what requirements may have been found in each sentence because I sort of had to maneuver my sentences around. And also, almost all of them are not a single sentence per se, but actually sentences sort of smashed together with dashes and semicolons because I felt fancy and also didn't want to be constrained to 20 sentences because I liked the characters that I had made. But you know what? For the most part, I followed the prompt, so I consider that a success. All right, and now to create this trio and round it all out, I have my final piece slash exercise. This one is called eye writing, which is something that is very easy to do. So essentially you just take a picture and you look at the picture and then you write something about the picture. It could be maybe a description of the picture at its bare minimum, or it could be going into perhaps what the picture reminds you of or the feelings you get from the picture, or maybe it's a story about something that's going on in the picture, like your picture is a woman getting on a train and you have a whole story about this woman's journey. Really, it can be anything so long as you base it mostly off of a picture. So for this exercise, I was given a picture of a village on a mountain, essentially, and so this is what I came up with. And can you guess the title? It's called interconnection, which you will see is actually not as creative as you think it is once you hear the first line of the piece. So here we go with eye writing interconnection. Everything we have is small and interconnected. We are like a collection of cells, all pressed together. Together we dominate a mountainside. Even compressed as we are, a closer look yields the individual differences. Each of us plays our part in this vast coverage. Yet, despite how we conquer, some may think that perhaps we are too cramped together. And yes, the air may hang heavy with the odor of hundreds of compressed people, but the trees clean the scent of the air, and our trace is lost in the fog. And like the fog, we too will fade into the distance and be reclaimed by the mountain we fought so hard to take over. So that was eye writing interconnection, which, again, you just take a picture, you look at the picture, and you write about the picture. It's very simple, but actually pretty fun, and I had a lot of fun with this one. Actually, I had a lot of fun with all of these exercises, so if you're looking for something to do, you know, gladly take one of them and go ahead and write about a picture, or make yourself up 20 sentence requirements and write a story, or give yourself a sentence and write a story that will lead to that sentence. Or you could do the reverse of that as well and give yourself a sentence and then write a story about that sentence, or, you know, you can do a whole host of things with that one. But those are three fun little exercises that I took from my radio class that I think can be helpful to you in quarantine as just a fun little thing to get you writing, or even just to get those creative juices pumping, you know? that's important. But that is all the advice I have to offer today and all the pieces I have to read for myself. I mean, if you would like to hear something that isn't just my own body of work that I've been dredging up, I would be so happy to offer you a spot on this podcast and to have you share your work with me. I would absolutely love that. And it's so easy to do it. All you have to do is take a piece that you've written, be it a poem, a prose, a whatever. I don't care. We don't care. It's fine. Whatever it is. And send it in to Ivy, Ivy at storyark.org. And you can be featured both on the podcast and on the Boomsite Literary Magazine. So it's a two for one bang for your buck. And you get to be featured in two awesome places, if I do say so myself. I mean, and also while you have your email open, and if you also have a question burning in
in your soul or a comment that you need to be read aloud on the air, you can gladly email those to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N, at storyarcark.org, and I will be talking about and addressing that on Friday. So you got a couple days to think if you don't have a question right now, but I would be glad to accept any question, comment, or concern you have brewing inside you right now. It doesn't even have to pertain to me. I'll make up an answer and I'll sound scientific about it, so at least it feels right. That sounds good. But, you know, if you want to do either of those things or both, that would be more than fantastic, and I would be so happy to do some audience interaction with you over here on COVID Operation. So let me know. Let Ivy know. Let both of us know if you have work to share or questions to be answered. But all right, now I suppose I will leave you and let you get back to your day. Thank you so much for listening and for tuning in today, and I appreciate it a lot. I love having you listen here, and I hope you love listening to me just as much. But I will have to leave now, unfortunately, as all things must come to an end, especially the good things. So I will see you tomorrow. Don't worry, I'll be back tomorrow. Now, I'm not entirely sure why I always say see tomorrow, because we don't really see each other, because this is an audio medium, but I'm a bit too far into my outro to actually change anything and make it hear you tomorrow or something else. So we're just sticking with see tomorrow, and both of us can have a mutual understanding that we aren't seeing each other, but it's see tomorrow anyway. I digress, though. I will see you tomorrow. So have a fantastic day. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Once again, thank you. I hope you stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.